They didn't realize we were seeds. They didn't realize you were seeds. They open doors so others can walk through them. Your legacy is every life you have ever touched. I'm Stella Sagliari, and this is Salt the Podcast. Welcome to Salt, the podcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. My guest today is Kaylin Wu. Kaylin is a life coach, podcaster, and life enthusiast. Her journey to helping others began with her own challenges. Now she shares the wisdom she learned along the way of healing herself with others. Her mission with her podcast and life coaching services is to help as many women as possible feel empowered to be their authentic selves by connecting with their own self-love. This episode will be about Kaylin's trauma, her way towards healing, her podcast, her work as a life coach. It will be about perfection and many other things. This episode also includes a trigger warning as we will mention sexual abuse and trauma. Welcome, Kaylin, to Soul the Podcast. I'm very happy that you're here with us today, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Hi, Stella. I'm so happy to be here with you as well. Great. So, yeah, let's start with who are you? Who is Kaylin? Share a little bit about you with the audience. Yeah. So, first of all, thank you so much for everyone listening to this. I hope that you get a lot of value from this conversation. My name is Kaylin Vu. I'm a certified professional coach through IPEC, which is the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. I specialize in helping women strengthen their self-love after their trauma and reconnect to their authentic selves. I have a podcast called Dear Lovely Universe. I do Monday motivation videos. I've had over like 70 interviews I've done for other people. I've been on podcasts. I love helping people. I guess more about me as a personal person. I love roller skating. I love, love, love roller skating. I've been roller skating for over eight years. I have a dog named Lila. She's a Chihuahua Pomeranian mix. I grew up in Redondo Beach, California. I'm a beach girl, but I also love the woods. Total animal person. Like, oh, I love animals. I love babies. I was uh, in childcare for about three years. I love kids and babies. I have a big family. I have five, five siblings. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I guess I would consider myself very dependable, trustworthy, detail-oriented. And I'm trying to switch hardworking to working smart. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. That's already a lot. Very interesting things that you shared with us. And you said it, um, you're a coach, you have your own podcast, which is called Dear Lovely Universe. So it would be really nice if you could share with us, yeah, all about it, actually, or whatever you think we should know. Sure. So I'll just try to start at the beginning. Uh, so Dear Lovely Universe was created after pretty much the bottom or the lowest point of my life when I was 
about 17 and I had just almost died. I got in a car accident and like two of my friends passed away, overdosed. And I was in a really tough place. And I actually had to move out of my family's house um, and with my grandma. And it was like a really rock bottom, you know? And so after that, I had to make a change for myself to have a better life. And so after that, I really focused on school. I focused on work and my personal development. I started going to the beach a lot. I started reading and I actually got a lot better. Like I really did. You know, I was eating healthy. I I got totally clean off of any drugs or alcohol. And like, I started to realize if I could help myself, I could help other people. And other people were starting to ask me questions too. Like, how do you stay so positive? How do you do this? How do you do that? And so I just took, uh, I, I did like six months of like researching how to have a blog, not really a podcast, but just a blog. And then, so I had about $400 or so from working. And that was like all I had to my name. And I used all of it to build my website. But then once he was building my website, he was like, okay, where's the content? I need to like put content on your website. I had nothing. I didn't even think that far. I just knew how to have a blog. (laughs) And so that was really the leap of faith when Dear Love the Universe like started. And then I started writing blogs every single week. And And then I was also publishing like just audio on my website every two weeks. And then at a certain point, at about eight months into that, I started to notice that my audio was actually doing way better than my blogs even were. And so I'm like, well, writing blogs take a lot of time. And I mean, I love it, but like I've written over 60 blogs already. Maybe I should focus on this. And that was when I got my podcast hosted. I, you know, I really started doing podcasting and that was probably like a year and a half ago. And so at that point, Dear Love, the Universe was still kind of general. I was talking about uh, regenerative gardening, helping women after trauma. Like I was interviewing, I had an interview with Kelly Kristen. I had a lot of like really great conversations, but various topics. It wasn't really that narrowed down yet but I was still happy to do it. And then I took a break for maybe two or three months after maybe a year and a half of having my podcast. And then I I needed that time because I was going to school and working full time. And I, it was just too hard to manage my podcast anymore. And so once I got my certification, my coaching certification, I And I had to ask myself, like, what kind of coach do I want to be? I decided to become a self-love coach. So I I relaunched my podcast to help women strengthen their self-love after trauma. And ever since then, it's been like maybe three months or so. I have been having interviews and solo episodes specifically to help women strengthen their self-love after trauma. So you know, it's something that started with a personal experience of mine, just needing, like really needing to change my life. 
you know, and then creating something to help other people is where the sauce started from. Yeah, when when I listen to it, and of course, I think you will also share with us now where where it will go in the future or what you're working on right now. It's actually really amazing to see from what you just shared with us the the journey of it, right? It started maybe probably also the whole writing was maybe very therapeutic for you. If you think about what you were going through, what had happened to you, then you had something to focus on. You were writing a lot because 60 blocks is really a lot. And it's yeah. very beautiful to see how then you started the coaching. Then from the audio, you turned into the podcast. It's really beautiful to see this, this journey. And I think this is also very encouraging for for everybody listening for me too that we might start with something but then that something will evolve into something else you know and from there you might go into something else and also how your own trauma and we will talk about it of course in a bit um kind of facilitated this journey and now yeah maybe now you can tell us um what you're working on right now because you just shared it with me before we recorded and i think it, it's just amazing and it makes so oh, much thank sense you. Yeah. So originally when I got my certification and I went full time, you know, it's always like challenging. I think when you're a coach to figure out who exactly do you want to help? Because I just want to help everybody. But then that's where it's like, if I just want to help everybody, I'm not going to help anybody, you know? And I realized I need to go back to where it all started. I was a lost teenage girl. I needed guidance. I had low self-esteem. I had been sexually abused. I was experimenting with drugs and alcohol. I had bad friends. I had no direction in life. I did not know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what was the purpose of life. I was spiritually lost. And so I realized I need to help those girls that are where I used to be. So I'm transitioning now to help 13 to 25-year-old young women have more direction in their lives and love themselves. Yeah, I think that's really, really good. And I, I truly believe you cannot early enough start with teaching because I have four kids. So you cannot start early enough with teaching kids self-love, boundaries. Um, yeah, it's, it's so important, you know, to 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 teach them these things. Yeah, I I feel so too. It's interesting how it's like, as more time goes on, it gets more and more defined. Like I always felt a call to help people. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to become a coach. And then from my coaching, I was like, okay, you know, from that journey to this, now I, it just gets more and more defined. And I'm actually, uh, I mentioned I have 60, I wrote about 60 blogs. I'm actually putting that together for a book right now called the Dear Lovely Universe Collection. And that's going to come out within a few months. I'm just editing right now, putting it all together. And it's just, I never would have thought I would be a self-published author one day, but here we are, you know, and I started when I was 17. I think it's, we're never too early to start. We should never give up on people. And yes, we should definitely teach in schools how to communicate well, how to manage emotional energy, how to even love ourselves, how to treat our families and how to treat our bodies or even how to do taxes, like learn about money, like real life things. Yeah. And maybe also never throw away anything you write, even when you're younger, because now you're going to use these things <laughs> for something yeah. uh, very meaningful. 
Beautiful, beautiful. I'm really looking forward to uh, yeah to continuing following you on this. Thank you. And Kaylin, you already mentioned it that from a very young age, actually, you experienced trauma. Yeah, from a very young age. So I was wondering if you would like to share with us your story, of course, only as much as you want, mm -hmm. and also how you overcame it. Yeah. So I would say one of the most impactful things in my life was I was sexually abused when I was about five years old to about like six years old. I don't know. Like, I can't remember exactly how long it went on. And I, honestly, a lot of the memories are blocked out of my head. I like I because I when you have enough pain or at least when I have enough pain, it my mind actually blocks it out of my head. So uh, I don't have like vivid memories, but I do have a vid me vivid memory of one experience in particular. And this was when I was about five years old. So, you know, being sexually abused from a young age hypersexualized me. And so then when I was growing up and uh, becoming a teenager and all these things, I to be completely honest, felt like my sexuality was my worth. Yeah. And I didn't know any better than that. So I would wear kind of sexier clothes and was maybe just a little more provocative than what you would expect from like a 15 year old, 16 year old girl, you know? And because of that, I actually got a lot of bullying And uh, a lot of like older people looked down on me, even my, and I got kind of like a, as a mix of all of that, I got into the bad, wrong crowd of friends. Uh, because of bullying, I went to a secondary school and that's where I met the drugs and the friends. And um, all of that led into uh, almost crashing my car. Well, actually I did crash my car and almost dying. And so it's, you know, like, I, I think a lot of my actions were because I didn't, I was letting my past dictate my life. And at the time, I actually like when I was doing the drugs and all of that, it was because I wanted to numb the pain. I didn't want to feel the pain anymore. So how I overcame that, I, I would say is honestly making the choice to move forward from my life. When I first hit that rock bottom that I was telling you about when I had to move out of my family house and into with my grandma, I was in so much pain that I could only focus on looking forward day by day. I really didn't think much ahead of that, but at least I could focus on that today would be a good day. And I just couldn't even look behind me because that was too painful. So that I, I feel like that was the first baby step, like making the choice to look forward. Also making the choice that I wouldn't live in pain anymore. I came to a rock bottom where I was just like, I've lived in pain my entire life, pretty much. I don't want to live in pain anymore. And so I made that choice. And because they made that choice, I, in mind, I had to start making action plans to make that happen. So what changes am I going to make? How am I going to do this? And really following through with that. Um, also forgiveness. Oh, I, I was just 
asked recently, like, how do you forgive someone who's like taken advantage of you? You know, and how, you know, it's hard. I can't say like I 100% forgive that person or like people who have hurt me other times in my life. But at a certain point, we have to put ourselves first and our self worth, our self love. I think by gently giving ourselves that love, we grow stronger. But there's also, I do, we do grow stronger, but at the same time, it was always inside of us. We've always had the potential to do this. And so, that, yeah, definitely like forgiving them, but not forgetting, forgiving so that I could feel better and letting go. And, you know, I don't want to get religious or too spiritual or anything like that, but I just want to say that having a faith in, well, what I believe in or whatever, you know, the listener like feels like they believe in, I think just having that faith and giving my problems or my challenges, I like to say challenges because I feel like a challenge is something we can overcome. But like giving those challenges and those painful feelings and these urges or addictions and things like that, literally to God or the higher power that the listener believes in and just surrendering and having faith that everything has been perfect in our favor, even if it doesn't seem like it, that is what really helps me the most. Because yes, being sexually abused going through, you know, drug, drug addiction and like all of these things were terrible, terrible, like absolutely terrible. Like, you know, I'm, I almost died many times in my life, but now I'm a coach and I'm going to start helping girls that were in that point in my life or, you know what I mean? So in the grand scheme of things, yes, it was terrible. And it felt terrible, but now I can help people because of it. And I feel like sometimes it's the challenges in our lives that were the most like hardest thing for us to overcome is actually the very thing that we can help people with. Yes. First, thank you for sharing (laughs) these things. And I know you just gave us a snippet because I followed some of your blogs and some of your podcasts and there has been much more trauma in your life. And yeah, you're an overcomer. That's the first thing. You are like an overcomer. That's the, that's the first thing I want to say. And I think if you now this, this switch that you want to make to work more with teenagers, with young women, you might also be able to prevent certain things from happening. Because as I said earlier, we have to start actually as young as possible. We have to lay some kind of foundation. And I think that's something that you will do. That's This is really how I see you. Thank you. And, um Yes, yes, because sometimes also for myself, when you're younger, you feel vulnerable, you feel left alone, you don't know many things, and you always wish that there would have been somebody I could have trusted, somebody that would have held me, right? Somebody that would have protected me. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing these things. Thank you. And I think by also for forgiving, let's use the word forgiving, but not forgetting, you also made space. You made space in your life and space in your brain for other things. Um, because sometimes 
if we choose to use the word forgiving, um, it's also very much to our own advantage we, because that thing that we forgive or that person we forgive doesn't occupy so much space anymore in our brain and our daily life. And we can, yeah, we can be open for other things. And I think that's what happened to you. Yeah. Yeah. At a certain point of enough pain, there just comes a time when I notice in myself and other people, when we just have to surrender to that pain and feel that pain and then make the choice to move on and choose ourselves and to let go. Yeah. Very powerful. And Kaylin, you also speak, uh, another topic that you also address is perfection. Yeah. A lot of times we have a lot of pressure from even ourselves, societies, culture s- standards, our community or literally any outer source, social media, on that idea of perfectionism. And we feel like if we're not that, then we're not good enough. But that's not true. We're all perfect in our own ways. And that makes us unique. Like, for example, I had a girl in middle school tell me that I had, that my eyes ruined my face because I'm half Asian. I'm half, I'm Caucasian and Vietnamese. And she, I have kind of more cat shaped eyes. And she said, that ruins your face and it makes you ugly. And like, I was like sad for a long time, like a few years after that. And then I got older and I realized what the heck, this makes me really unique. And it's the things that we think where we might feel like make us not complete or not whole or not pretty that actually make us more pretty and more unique because that makes us more individually us when we learn how to accept not only just accept but embrace and love our authentic self without changing anything and our authentic self includes both the parts of ourselves that we like and the parts that we might not like then we realize that we can be comfortable in our own skin and we don't have to be perfect for anybody else because we are perfect the way that we are Granted, we should still be continuously working towards personal development and, you know, to growing as a person. But we realize that where we are right now is where we're meant to be. And that's perfect. So we get into, just to back up a little bit, when we are in a state of trying to be perfect by somebody else's standards, we constantly feel like we're not good enough. We feel like we're in a lack and we feel too much pressure to be something we're not. I say, be you, you are perfect, be your authentic self and find something about yourself that you love every day and embrace it because that's what makes you exactly you. We wouldn't be who we are now if it wasn't for maybe going through that time we broke an arm or we had a bunch of acne, or we might have been overweight, any of these things that we consider imperfections, or even like if if some a listener might be older and they might have more wrinkles, or even younger women nowadays are getting gray hair. Like these are not imperfections. These are perfections make you unique and more of who you are. What are you grateful for? I am extremely grateful for my boyfriend. 
and my life and my dog, my opportunities in life. I am grateful for my family, grateful for nature and God and just, but I think like these are more like things I think in for as a whole grand scheme, uh, I'm really grateful for the the opportunity to experience this human life. You know, there were times in my life where I have been really, really low. You know, I'm not going to say the S word, but really, really low. And I'm so glad that I'm here today still because things really do get better. And now, you know, it's just incredible, you know, coming from being what I had to go through as a child and throughout my life to now becoming a certified coach and actually helping people for what I had a challenging time going through. It's crazy in the best way possible. And what is your favorite book? Hmm. Okay, I'm not sure if I could say this is my all-time favorite, but it's definitely up there. I like Miracles by Stuart Wilde because it's a really short read. You could finish it. I finished it in like less than an hour, one sitting. And it's like every page is a gem. Um, it talks about how we can create miracles in our lives and how it's possible for us. Yes. And Kaylin, As you know, my podcast is called Sold the Podcast. So I always ask the next two questions. Who has been your soul? Who inspired you? The most influential person in my life, as far as inspiring me, has been my dad. A hundred percent. And my grandma. But I didn't know her story until I was, you know, a lot older in life. But from a young age, it's always been my dad. My dad came to America when he was seven years old during the Vietnam War. And my, you know, my dad has three brothers. They're, they're all four boys. And um, my grandpa was in the Vietnam War. And my grandma, you know, they all came over to the U.S. eventually, you know, on a boat. And they were, you could imagine, incredibly poor. They had nothing. And he, you know, us, you know, long to make a long story short, my dad became a medical doctor and he's been, he's had, he's had his own practice now for over 20 years. Like, I don't remember exactly how long, maybe 25 now. And to me, he's amazing. He's completely an out of the box thinker, overachiever. He's had his own business, you know, for the longest time. And so when I say like influential, he's not only influenced, influenced me spiritually, but in business and in life to just be a good person and have my own business, to be independent. He always told me never rely on a man. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I think I get my hardworking mentality from him and my honesty and to just be a good person and live a good life. Yeah, he has the best smile. He's the most selfless man I know. Uh, a, few, a few times a year, he, we will go to Costco and buy tons of food. Um, I mean, like a lot of food. He always gets pizza and drinks and shoes and sleeping bags and blankets and all these things. And then he drives to downtown LA 
finds homeless people and gives them, well, he always asks them first, can I give you a gift? And then he gives them uh, a lot of food, like a huge bag of food. (laughs) He gives them money also. He gives them anything they might need. Like if they don't have shoes, he gives them shoes. If they don't have a sleeping bag or a blanket, he'll be like, do you need a blanket? He's just the most selfless man that I know. So, you know, I really look up to him. I really admire him. I don't know how he's had a business for over 20 years, has raised my brother and I, he helps raise my sisters. He's just like Superman to me. I don't know how he does it, but he's a huge inspiration to me. Nice. So I hope he's listening to it or he will (laughs) listen to the podcast. (laughs) And to whom do you want to pass the salt? Who do you want to inspire and and what do you want to say to them? I want to say to, you know, everybody, everybody that's listening, but especially the young lost girls, the ones that maybe feel like they don't love themselves or they don't hold themselves to a high regard or high value, like, or maybe they feel clueless on where they want to go in life. I want to tell those girls that I've been there. I've been exactly where you've been. And it gets better. Put yourself first. Choose yourself. Keep going. Really, keep going. And it will all work out. It's never too late to start again. Even if you're 60 and listening to this, it's never too late to start again. And you you deserve happiness. You deserve good things in your life. I want to tell anybody that's listening that you deserve to be happy. Like truly from the bottom of my heart and my soul, you deserve to be happy. Like life is not meant to be a rat race. Life is meant to be something that we enjoy. And if there's anything else I want to say, still love every part of yourself. Some days might be harder than others, but life is way too short to live every day hating who we are. If there's something that we you might need to get off your chest or you know resolve to do that, or if you need professional help, Like, do what it is that you need to do to get to a place where you feel peace and contentment. Like, and never stop trying to grow yourself. We, everybody on this physical planet has something to learn. That's why we're here. So, with that and all my love, I thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Thank you for, for, this inspiration, Kaylin, that's very nice. And I think it will resonate with many people. And what is your question for me today? What do you want to ask me? So my question to you, Stella, is what makes you so excited about life? What makes you want to get up in the morning every day and like keep living? Hmm. I never had that question before. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice question. I think... No, not I think. I am very, very curious about life there. I think I've had this from a very young age. I'm I'm crazy about learning things, things 
meeting people. I'm a very relational being. I can, I also like being by myself. It's also important to me, but I'm also a very relational being. So meeting people, like I met you, listening to their stories, hanging out with them, learning new things. Like I'm, I'm, I love studying, you know, I just completed another master's. I left my job last year and went back to university because I was like, I want to learn. I felt like I was stuck in my job, you know, I, I got bored and I wanted to, exactly. to learn more things. So for me, it's really this desire of learning things, meeting people, but also, and that also resonates with what you just said. I don't believe I'm just here to sleep, eat and die one day. I truly believe that everybody has a purpose and that we are not just here for ourselves. So I'm, yeah, that also maybe goes back to what I say. I'm a very relational being. I truly believe that we are here to to make make this world a better place. Sounds very cliche, but yeah, we just have to look. What is it that I'm good at? And whatever that is, do it to your very best, you know, and, and yeah, and take as many people with you as possible. Like always think, what is it that I want to bring into this world and make it something positive. So I have a very strong social justice, um, yeah, uh, cause in me. And then of course, my kids, uh, my partner, my family, I mean, these things go without saying, you know, they also give me the energy to get up every day and enjoy life. And I have a lot of energy. I mean, the people who know me, they know I have a lot of energy and I have a lot of energy for life. A lot, a lot. That is so, so incredible. Yes, yes. I'm so happy for you. You know what it sounds like to, to me? Can I make an observation? Of course. I made a few as well today. <laughs> it sounds like you have a lot of passion for life. Like yes. you, you genuinely are in love with life. And you're, yes. you're also fearless about new opportunities. You know, like you said, leaving your job to do something when it felt stagnant to you. I, sometimes like we have to be fearless in life and we have to trust that where we're going is going to be better than where we are because yes. of the, how we feel inside. That's awesome, Stella. <laughs> Thank you, Kaylin. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, we're actually towards the end of, of the podcast and I always honor a woman. And today uh, it's Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was the second woman and the first Jewish woman ever appointed to the U.S. Supreme Court. She was appointed in 1993 when she was 60 years old. And during her years on the bench, she was a supporter of gay rights, women's rights, and many other marginalized groups. And there, there's a lot to say about her. So if people don't know her or are not very familiar with her, I highly encourage you to, to look her up. When she entered the court, um, there was no woman's toilet. So she had to point it out, even though there had been a, a woman uh, before. She had a very strong bond uh, with her husband. Their, their story is, is incredible. Um, when she was pregnant with her second child, she feared workplace discrimination and uh, not getting her contract renewed at the university. So she was hiding uh, her pregnancy. She's very famous for the collars, um, which she was wearing when in court. And um, yeah, the, the collars represented also a different opinion on a ruling. And she she just really made a lot of differences in the world. And she's really a legend. And yeah, she just, I think she had a thousand lives. If you really read about her life, and she came into this position of power and she didn't forget where she came from. She didn't forget the marginalized groups. She also oh, really? said, 
I would like to be remembered as someone who used whatever talent she had to do her work to the very best of her ability. So I truly believe once we find our talent, our passion, our purpose, and that's also something we talked about a lot today, just go for it and do the best and bring that into the world. So I want to leave it with this. And I want to thank you, Kaylin, for taking the time to speak to us, for sharing very personal things with the audience. And I truly wish you all the best for your next step. And of course, I we will be in touch. And I'm looking forward to the book too. And I will upload your information um, on my website and my Instagram. And I want to thank everybody for listening. And if you've been enjoying Salt, please consider rating the show on Apple Podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could share it on your social media, because it does really help making a change, bringing new listeners to our Salt community. And yes, and feel free to reach out to Kaylin, of course. So thank you, everybody. Yes, thank you so much, everybody, for listening and being here with us today. Really, really appreciate you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you, Kaylin. Something that is loved is never lost. I'm Stella Sagliari, and this is Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast.